0: Welcome to Podark Fancast, the podcast formerly known as Podark Podcast, where we discuss everything in the Podark saga, and we are your hosts.
1: I am Delanda. I live in France. You can find me on Tumblr at British Liso and on Twitter at Delanda Dia.
0: My name is Rita. I live in England. I'm on Tumblr at Princess of Podark and I tweet at
2: Rita Bites. And I'm Michelle. I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses and I tweet at musings.
1: So, it's once again time for Poldark Series 4 2.0. This week, we will be covering PBS's versions of Episode 7 and the finale, Episode 8. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started with a quick refresher on what happened in Episode
0: 7. This episode, Poldark goes to London. Literally. Ross and Demelza have a bang fest in the <coughs> capital while Ross is in session at Parliament. Unfortunately for everyone, the good times come to a screeching halt when Demelza is introduced to the very skeezy monk Adley, who just can't keep his hands to his damn self. <laughs> his flirting and groping are bad enough, but when he tries to assault Demelza when she's home alone, he crosses into must be shot territory. So, Ross is, of course, obliging and gets into a duel with him and shoots him dead. BTW, duelling is very illegal. So, now Ross has to cover up this murder. Naturally, this entire thing pisses off Demelza because she's tired of Ross committing crimes every damn season. (laughs) She ends up heading back to Cornwall without him. Elsewhere, George, who was BFFs with Monk, finds out about his death, and instantly realises that Ross is the culprit. But he can't actually prove it. So between that and Geoffrey Charles pointing out valentines like Ross, George is having a bit of a shitty week. <laughs> but on the plus side, he does get made a lord. So, <laughs> yay! Oh, and in Cornwall, Moenna has a miscarriage and runs off to be with Drake. But I mean, who cares about that? Certainly not me.
1: <laughs> Ouch! So, let's talk about the original tricorns we had given to this episode. We freaking loved yes. it. Michelle and I gave the episode 5 out of 5, and Rita, you would have given it a 5, but knocked off a 0.5 again because of Drake. But still, it was everyone's highest rated episode of season 4. Michelle, did you still enjoy it?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I do. Although not for the editing department's lack of trying, uh, I think I would bump it down to four, uh, because specifically because of the, the editing, uh, department. But for the rest of it, you know, I, I still liked it. Um, anyhow, speaking of the editing department, it's time for this week's Viking River Cruises Darlene Shiley Butcher Block, now sponsored by Farmers Insurance.
3: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
2: Before I start, it has come to my attention that the folks who actually make the editing choices to accommodate PBS and Masterpiece's needs actually sit at mammoth screen. So PBS and Masterpiece are not the ones that make the decisions on what scenes get cut. So if I've got a bit of ire to share, and believe me, if I didn't, I could rustle some up. For them, really, really quickly, uh, it's going to be heading in that direction. However, that all said, they wouldn't have to make those decisions if PBS wasn't forced to cough up chunks of time in order to pay the bills. In short, Mammoth, hook up with Netflix next time. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it. Come on. You know, we got Bodyguard that that I'm getting ready to watch. The heck out of, um, uh, sometime this week. Dang so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So anyway, so episode seven. <clears throat> well, they cut Ross and Demelza walking along the Serpentine or Serpentine Serpentine. Uh God. Hashtag so American. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, they're walking along, laughing and such, before cutting back as they approach the Parliament buildings. You know, because. We just have to see them in bed, and know that they're having a good time. Um, next, the scene that is cut—it's uh, at George and Elizabeth's fancy new house in Mayfair. Uh, they cut to the pan back onto Valentine as he's riding his new rocking horse. Nope, <laughs> not important at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is a scene where Caroline mentions her solution for Demelza's wardrobe situation, and then the lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely AF scene with Ross teasing first and then complimenting her on the gas. It's gone. Gone, gone, gone. What?
0: That was so cute. Yeah. Are we not allowed nice yep. things? Uh,
2: but yeah, that scene, you know, it's one of the, one of my favorite scenes from the book series, and it really shows in addition to the whole mummy sequence it 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 shows how lighthearted uh, this time is for Ross and Demelza, you know for for Ross to to come in and and tease her um about it but then to gently tell her that uh, you know that he really likes the dress um it's a, a lovely moment between them where he's being delightful to her and we really need that because he's gonna start being a real douchebag in a minute uh (laughs) in the episode
0: revert back to type
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um so next up it was a scene with dwight and caroline uh where they are uh building on the fish out of water routine with the Former, You know, it's a scene which uh, sets up the ongoing question of when Dwight will have had enough of London and feel the need to return home. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, who needs time with Dwight and Caroline, you know? Uh, They've, do you do? Desperately.
0: <clears throat> They've had like 30 seconds of screen time in the PBS version. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, let's see the scene where Elizabeth and Valentine come upon Papa on his throne where Valentine asks if he's a king. Uh, they cut that out, Aww. which is really cute. Um, we miss Dwight, Caroline, and Demelza enjoying their afternoon while Ross practices his pistols. Uh, we get the pistol practicing part, but we miss the walking along the serpentine and, you know, enjoying their day together. Um, we also uh, miss... Dwight attempting to negotiate a peace with Monk's second. So we miss that. Um, We also miss a number of moments when Ross first rises uh, on the morning of the duel. Uh, He's awake in bed next to a sleeping Demelza. Um, He then secretly pulls out his pistols from the drawer, looking really all pensive uh, AF while doing all of this um, before It's dawn, and he's walking to the park to meet Monk. I mean, we just go to, after we see all the pistol stuff, we just see him walking off into the park to meet Monk. Uh, Thankfully, thank God they didn't do this, uh, they did not eliminate all of the flashback memories of Demelza. Uh, I remember <laughs> that
0: would be kept in. I was like yeah. nope. Cutting nope
2: they cut that. Uh or they did not cut that. Um we do miss there's a lovely sweeping shot of uh sleeping Demelza after he murmurs, Forgive me my love, uh before the duel starts. Um and then all related to the duel. We miss George, you know, strolling into the the house, you know, and kind of like, having a great day, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's standing around looking all, you know, concerned and everything. And he walks in and basically says, um, so what's, what, why all the long faces? Did somebody die? <laughs> and then he gets the news. Um, You know, and we do that because we have to get back over to Ross's for all the drama. Um, Meanwhile, we also miss Demelza wondering what Ross could have lost by engaging in this duel in the first place. And we go straight into the blame game where she is, you know, the star of the show as the cause of it all, which really pisses me off because Ross is the one being an asshole about this whole thing. Uh, and I suppose this goes to reemphasize, uh, the situation a lot of, uh, individuals, uh, kind of go to when something terrible happens to them and they start asking, you know, is it my fault? You know, uh, what did, you know, did I say something? You know, was I too forward? You know, that type of thing, which, you know, when we think about, um, you know, situations like, you know, sexual assault, um, you know, that is a pretty common thing. Uh, it's a very common thing for individuals who have been um, victims of uh, sexual assault to blame themselves. I kind of get why they decided to skip. No, I don't get it. I don't get it I at all. Get it. I don't get it at all. OK, I was going to I was going to try and be all all dignified and all that shit, but no, I don't, I don't get it at all. Um, let's see. Oh, they did keep, uh, George, uh, asking if somebody died in the house, but we miss the whole, uh, context setting that, uh, he and Monk were really super tight. Um, we do miss George, uh, making a, doing a summoning for his, uh, local cronies to find out what happened? Make inquiries about a possible witness to the duel, so that you know he can do his George thing and
0: try and get Ross killed again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty basically... much, pretty much.
2: Yeah, um, and Favorite I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing maybe uh, what's his face in Cornwall has a cousin in town that he can uh, contact. What Tom Harry's name? very similar. <laughs> yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Harry uh, two Maybe Tom Harry two point has a cousin in town that he can he can work More with. More like a Tom Harry two point five. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um and then finally we miss the last appearance of uh Ozzie's poor poor mum as she enters Morwenna's bedchamber to discover the woman has left and she mutters good riddance as she leaves the room. And that is basically it for the Whitworths for the series. You know, that's the last scene with them.
0: Ooh.
2: Like I said, it was a bloodbath in the editing suite at Mammoth Screen. Uh, what do you guys think? What a clusterfuck! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous.
0: When this scene happened, where she's like bitching about Ross. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was justified. Like, there yeah. was some bite to it because she had a point. Now this is just a version of Demelso who gets walked all over by men and then blames herself for it. And then she's like, oh, no, I'll go back to Cornwall because of my guilt instead of being annoyed at Ross because he's stupid. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, we still get we still get the letter, but, you know, eh, it, it doesn't have the same impact that it... Um, did back uh, in the original version.
1: I think I'm pissed about them cutting uh, the scene of Dwight, um, No, of Caroline asking Dwight if he will ever be fed up with London because it was such a, not brutally, but honest scene. And I think it really reinforced the fact that at this time you really wanted to be with Caroline and he didn't actually really care about uh, where he was. Even if it wasn't, like, flamboyant London or just simple, pure Cornwall anyway, so.
2: That was episode seven.
0: Okay, so on to episode eight. Now, this episode had that super awful alternative reality flashback, because I refuse to <laughs> accept this as canon. No way. <laughs> nope. Where nope, nope, George nope, nope, and Francis nope. and Russell all swoon after Elizabeth, like she's the freaking queen or something, gag. Um, back in the present Poldark, Elizabeth gets a potion to induce labour at seven months, and further guests George into thinking Valentine was his. This, of course, goes terribly wrong, because, you know, Poldark... After giving birth to baby Ursula, Elizabeth starts to have seizures and her body starts to low-key rot, which is gross. Ross returns from London and just has enough time to make up with Demelza before going to visit his dead ex-girlfriend, as you do. Uh, George falls completely apart and Jack falls. Farthing wins a BAFTA, hopefully. Cross my fingers.
2: Yes, please. Elsewhere,
0: Morwenna doesn't want to have sex with Drake, and who can blame her? But she is <laughs> willing to marry him anyway. Not sure that's <laughs> legal. Uh, they get married at the end of the episode while jo- George is staring at Elizabeth's grave, and that's how the season concludes. Like, super orcs.
2: Ta da! <laughs> exactly you know it's like yeah let's have a celebration meanwhile you know 10 feet away there's george holding the hand of his his son question mark <laughs> um staring at his wife's grave so romantic
0: don't
3: you just so, love the smell of morning so in the air when you
0: get married i know
3: <sighs>
1: we were not fans of this finale obviously It's giving it two tricorns. It was the lowest rated episode of the season, and we all admitted we wanted to give it a one, but didn't (laughs) want to get yelled at. So (laughs) Michelle What did you think about it on second viewing?
2: Did not improve. Not in the least. I will give it a one. I'm fine. Yell at me. I don't care. Yell at me. Can we give it no
0: stars? No tricorns. Like I feel like it's It doesn't get a Tricorn. It can have one of those woolly hat situations. It doesn't get a Tricorn because it's too good for them.
2: I'm giving it a Tricorn because Cornwall. Don't associate Cornwall with this
0: episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm happy giving it one. And, you know, go ahead and yell at me. I am totally good for it. Moving into the cuts that were made in this episode. Uh, I am starting off this uh, report out with what the effing F, F, D, F, the F, the F, F, -F the F. Um, because if we thought they're cutting out the scene with, uh, Ross teasing Demelza about her new dress was, um, egregious, uh, they skipped the scene where, uh, Ross and Jeffrey Charles are having a meal and you know jeffrey charles is of course uh telling his uncle you know dude you know you're the talk of the town everybody knows that this is what happened blah 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 um why haven't you left for for home and george uh walks past the table and uh basically knocks all of their glassware over uh into ross's face which you know causes george, or causes ross to leap out of his seat and george then throws a shit ton of shade at ross He's like what what are you going to do are you going to are you going to challenge me to a duel what are you going to do huh? Huh? you know it, it, in the middle of this restaurant where you know honestly uh george if you're thinking that you're making ross look like an idiot and uh, no You're the one that's looking like a complete fool at this moment. But anyway, so they skip that scene. And then they also skip the scene where, you know, Elizabeth puts the vial that she got from, you know, Dr. Ghoul in a case and heads out to the carriages where they're, you know, preparing to leave for Cornwall. And Valentine asks to sit next to his pop-up, which George completely ignores. Hell, he even throws shade at his own son or his own child trademark uh, <laughs> during uh, that scene. Um, and then there's a following scene. Um, oh, the the scene that comes up after um, you know the bit that you know we've met we've uh, missed is the scene where Ross goes and visits Caroline before she leaves for home and is basically trying to encourage him to to go with her. I mean, come on! It's a huge chunk of exposition that they basically carve out of the beginning of this episode that has far too much going on (laughs) as far as plot lines go. Um, And so they choose this one to completely eighty six
0: but don't you want to watch more when I get chased by dogs instead? Isn't that a better use of our time?
2: I know, right? Um, you know, the, the chase through the woods that didn't really happen, but, you know, drama, gotta have it. Um, let's see. We then uh, skip the scene back at Nampara, where Demelza and Dwight are talking about blaming Ross for the duel. You know, they're having dinner and talking about this situation. They cut that scene out. Um, we also miss um, Demelza and Sam uh, witness Drake and Marwenna going into the Carn brothers' cottage, which, you know, is a scene where, you know, both Sam and Demelza are looking really cute and they're chatting and, you know, they see the two go into the cottage and they turn and they give each other this look of, what? What's going <laughs> on? Yeah, that's fun uh,
0: because you know who is Sam anyway. And I know not of this Sam person that you speak of. No,
2: he is a cardboard cutout. Uh, we also miss Drake telling Demelza that he isn't assured of Morwenna's willingness to marry, so he dare not leave oh her my alone God. for long. Which <laughs> sets up sets up the whole. You know, we gotta go and get the special license thing. So, but that's it's so creepy. Out. It's um, so creepy. I know, right? It's like, I can't trust her, so I need to be around her, and, and we need to get married right now before she changes her mind. Great. Dude, the romance. That's not so uncomfortable. Uh, and we miss Ross telling Caroline that, uh, as they're riding back in the carriage, that he needs to go and see Falmouth before he goes to Nampara. Uh, you know, which, as a result, we miss the scene where Ross is talking to Falmouth, and you know trying basically trying to give up his seat uh because he's sure that Falmouth is is you know basically tired of him uh, and, and all of all the, the murdering he's been doing rumor and gossip and drama, you know, that's going on. And uh where <laughs> we miss uh Falmouth saying, you know, basically, when I get tired of you, I'll tell you. <laughs> Which is a, is a, I, I just love that performance. Um, and I love the, the, I, and I wish I would remembered to write down what the name of the actor was that plays that part. Um, but he does such a great job in this series. It's, it's pretty wonderful. Um, so we missed that. Uh, we missed Drake and Demelza getting the special license because you know, why bother? Um, yeah. And then my phone died, which is just as well, because uh, by then I'd seen enough. I would really stopped caring at that point. Um, I didn't I really didn't want to see what else they cut and what they kept um, for the last 10 minutes of the episode.
0: Oh, well. sorry. <laughs> it's not like it was worth anybody's time.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that was episode eight. That was the finale of. Season four, Poldark. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, God, <it's> over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. oh man! Oh man! That was coming from the heart. <laughs> you know they're gonna come. They are gonna come for our fan cards. They're they're gonna come for us. I'm telling you. Well,
0: to be uh, honest, I think Mammoth and Green are me? personally trolling me on Twitter because they keep posting Drake posts. They're all like, look look at him getting married and he's so cute with the melzer and look at how much drink we have and i'm like uh you hate me right
2: oh man yes rita they have a personal vendetta it's just
0: there are other things in this episode why were all
2: of the tweets
0: about drink
2: it's because it's just it's it's the end of this epic love story that they have been uh promoting through the last two series, and I
0: wish it was the end. <sighs> we've got another season,
2: yeah,
1: oh, this is not the end um t- <laughs> uh, no, because
2: you know we we know that uh both um both Harry Richardson and Ali Chappell are um. Uh, or have been filming so for me. Series 5. Oh. So we will have we will have more of... Um...
0: Drake and Marwenna not having sex. Woo! So excited! What a romance for the ages. Also, if you don't consummate your marriage, is that legal? That's... Uh...
2: Not sure. I don't think so. Not back in those days. Not back even now. I mean, isn't that one of the... Um, I mean, isn't that one of the... Um, justifications for getting an annulment
0: yeah if you don't consummate it doesn't count
2: and well uh that concludes this week's viking river cruises darlene shiley butcher block now sponsored by mammoth screen and farmers insurance we
3: are farmers
0: okay so (laughs) let's get into the inbox shall we we had a lot of messages our first one was from anonymous who says, <laughs> I've loved watching poldark and remembered the cap- the beginning of season one when it all started. Those early episodes captured the essence of the show. The pacing was slower and the story beautifully portrayed. Do you think this was due to the directors at Blazingate's talents in the first four episodes? Or because now too much story is now being crammed into fewer episodes. Uh, the
1: latter, I yeah, would say.
2: Me too. Uh, although, um, the director, uh, who did the first four episodes of the series, really set the bar at a high. Um, you know, those are I I recently talked a coworker of mine into giving the series a try, and I said, you know, just Get through episode three, and if you don't want to watch any more, then then go ahead and stop. And uh, that was on Friday. Uh, I saw her on Monday, and she was like, "Oh my god, I've watched like the like the five episodes. This is so good." Blah
3: blah 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 blah. So yeah,
2: I, I totally I totally got her hooked. Um, and you know, honestly, it, the first four episodes of the series are what did it for me. Um and I said, okay, I'm all in, you know, here. Just take take <laughs> everything, take my money, do you know, I'm I am I am your fangirl. Um the story of you know Poldark as we get further into the books becomes so dense uh in you know, not in a oh this is kind of stupid, but in a oh my god, there is so much here uh that, you know, they're trying to put in as much as they possibly can into, you know, a, a eight episode series. Although, you know, we got 10 for uh, series two, which, you know, now I look back and it was like, oh, my God, that's 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 a luxurious <laughs> and they amount still of time the ending uh, up to that. try and get through the, the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, because they needed to, they needed to set up all of the um, angst that we were going to get in series three, and less so, but still there, series four.
0: I'd say that season one probably better written as well, because I think series started off quite dense to begin with. Like there were a lot of side characters, and there was the whole gym thing, and the whole murder of your wife thing, but she knew they were minor characters and she chose to focus on Ross and Demelza a lot more. As the series has gone on, I think the focus has shifted completely to the point where we barely spend any time with Ross and Demelza, and so, like, the real heart of the story has just been muddled by all these other people.
2: Uh, Yeah, there's been... um. A lot of focus given to some storylines and other storylines, of course, wind up getting the shaft because of it. Uh, I don't think we need to point out which ones they are. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, they made some really smart choices at what they were going to include and what they were going to edit or completely omit. Uh, during episode or during series one. Um, And uh, unfortunately they set that bar so high that it it would be difficult for them to, to hit it given the way that the, um, the way that BBC commissions their series, you know, we, they never knew whether or not they were going to get a new series. Um, Even though personally, I think that they must have known in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, so as a result, you know, we wound up getting, you know, one and a half books being crammed into, you know, both series three and series four. And the series has suffered because.
1: Hey. <laughs> so we had another message from another anonymous who said, Fab fan cast ladies. I am from the UK, but I wanted to listen to your fab banter anyway. Think the reason they put Aiden across the table is more than say I'm sorry <laughs> you put too many letters who is C M or TH T H um, the same age. Oh,
0: oh 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 the Outlander people.
1: Oh okay. okay. Well okay. Okay, okay. Uh, it's because Aiden is very pretty too, others are more rugged. Outlander <laughs> is almost soft porn. Paul Dark is a piece of heavy cake <laughs> with your granny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I heard too. By the way, <laughs> uh, I would have loved uh, me some more sexy scenes with Romelza, though. Um, it would be up for it. Not so sure with our EI.
2: Eleanor. Probably Eleanor So Aiden would be. Oh, Eleanor. Yeah, Aiden would be up Sorry. for it. Not so sure with Eleanor.
1: Uh, tell Rita Matthew Good is from Cornwall. What? Yes. <laughs> I know. And it would make an just Alder found Ross out about this. Jump. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Ross. I didn't know. Uh, oh my gosh.
0: Matthew seriously? Good being Cornish has me shook. I think he would be a really, really good Ross. <laughs> like, he's slightly more aristocratic looking and would actually fit the description of the books quite well because he's like. Really lean and tall, but muscular as fuck to the point where he takes his shirt off and I'm like,
2: what? How is that under there? (laughs) You have, you've got all that business hiding up underneath that shirt. But he's
0: also like four-ish years older than Aiden. (laughs) So I don't really think he would fit the bill for older Ross. I mean, ideally you'd want someone in their late 40s, right?
2: Yeah, because, you know, we jump 10 years at the time that, we end things in um, Angry Tide. Forty, I yeah. Think Ross so, is in his yeah. Fo- is forty. Yeah, I think he's forty. So you know, when we come back from the time jump, you know, he's fifty, which back in those days was pretty freaking old.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had was the life expectancy of about I think sixty,
2: so. even even for someone who's an aristocrat. Yeah,
0: but Matthew Good would have been really hot as Rust, and now I can't unthink it.
2: Oh my god! Oh. I mean, trust me as the the team's resident Aiden freak. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not a freak. You're I like just a fan, the girl. He's not a good a actor, and uh, I have enjoyed all of his. Yeah, I've enjoyed his performances. Um, but uh, I. <laughs> Matthew Good, hell, I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. Right. Delish.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I would have liked uh, more explicit scenes of uh I- I'm quite satisfied with what we've been
2: getting so far. Yep. I could have done with one or two more. <laughs> that should not come as a surprise to anybody.
0: Some of, it, some of it's good for fanfic, you know? Like, it lets <laughs> your imagination go wild. You know,
2: <laughs> that with is, Outlander, that
0: like it's so graphic that you don't need
2: fanfic. You're like, no,
0: I've seen his butt.
2: Well, and and you know, here's the deal. Um, have you guys read the the books for what Outlander? The Outlander books. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: That's how they're written.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that's how they're yeah. written. Um, <laughs> that's gab- why I kept reading it, all twenty thousand yeah. of them. <laughs> uh, is it Gabbledon? Gabble Gabbled? Gabbledy? Yeah. Gabble. Gabble Ga- Gabel- Um, she she writes some um, smoking hot sex scenes, um, and uh, they are in the book. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, they would wind up on screen, especially since a they're on Stars, which is known for having pretty graphic uh, sex scenes. Uh, and violence, uh, on their series. But, um, you know, the way Winston wrote these books, they're not graphic at all. Not at all. So, it doesn't surprise me that we, we didn't have, um, really super graphic stuff show up on, on this one.
1: Yeah. And this is BBC One. This is not BBC Two. And, uh, also, I think what makes something sexy is when it's implied. I mean, to me, probably the sexiest thing uh, sexiest scene uh, with Romelza was the stocking one. Oh god. I mean, yeah. they were fully clothed and damn. Mm-hmm.
2: I was a little hot after Yeah, uh, the stocking scene and then um the one this season with the earrings. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that too. That was Who knew that 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 putting on earrings could be that sensuous? I mean, that's mm. That was delicious.
0: I mean after the blue dress scene with where it was yeah. literally like just ooh I can see a bit of your neck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Sexy. The bit of your neck and the curve of your waist and you know, that was just kinda like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to see I'm anything. I'm done. Don't need to see anything. That was that was mm-hmm. Okay, uh, another message from Anonymous. Um, OMG, why do PBS even bother to put the show on to start if they're going to leave out the green dress scene? It's the first time ever that Ross complimented her on how she looks, and we missed it. Surely they could have left out some Drake and winner <laughs> for this. Shocking, they would never leave out the main stars, especially when it is a rare thing for Ross to be loving and caring such a beautiful scene too
0: anonymous i like how you think let's cut out all the
2: drake Moetta. yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh god no um i i'm i'm guessing that you could uh know for certain that all three of us agree with you wholeheartedly
1: Okay, uh, another anonymous who said, Okay, so Ross asks asks Elizabeth to forgive him. Why has he never asked Demelza to forgive him? Is it because he doesn't think he did anything wrong to her by spending the night with Elizabeth? I just don't get it.
0: Well, Ross apologised to Demelza in the books and not to Elizabeth. So my personal theory is that this is a bizarre reverse version of Poldark where everything is backwards and nothing makes sense. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, God. Although, although he actually did ask for Demelza to forgive him for um thinking that she could have given um Monk the time of day uh, in the in episode seven, when, you know, she confronts him in she's she's in bed and she confronts him about it. Um, and she turns over and it looks like she's getting ready to burst into tears. And Ross then leans close and asks her to forgive him. So that we did actually hear him say those words, forgive me.
0: Not at the right thing, though.
2: <laughs> they happen. Exactly. Exactly.
0: It's nice to know we he's capable to. of it, though. That's, uh, yes. that's great. Yeah.
2: Well, let's see. Uh, we got a comment from Anne on Facebook. Uh, I was surprised that Elizabeth's death was not a bigger deal. It just seemed to abruptly end. She was an important part of the series and Ross's life. One minute she was there. Excuse me. Bless you. And the next she died.
0: I mean, we went into this at length during our um, original podcast. It was pointless. Why have this, is this supposed to be this huge emotional climax and it happens like 30 something minutes into the episode, or something, and then there's a wedding at the end, and everybody forgets Elizabeth dies. It was just.
2: Honest honest to God, they should have ended it where Ross and Demelza are talking in uh, the uh, sitting room in Nampara, and, you know, they've basically kind of come to um, a final moment of, you know, this has happened and we are together and and that is important and and that kind of thing and they could have stopped this the series stop the series at that moment instead of throwing this last happily ever after thing at the very end it was just it was very disney
0: oh my god why weren't there like cartoon birds carrying her veil as she (laughs) came out of the church uh yeah the the evil witch is dead let's get married um (laughs) (sighs) we agree okay so our next message was also from an anonymous and listeners i want you to know that the entire thing is in caps so while i will not be shouting (laughs) at you please imagine (laughs) that i am uh bar for fuck's sake why couldn't they just have cut some cliff scenes and Drake Wenner shit. <laughs> Waste of time watching it when they cut out one of the best scenes in the series. Tons of folks will not know that Ross has become more loving since Hugh Armitage and how much he realizes she needs to be shown love now. She never recovered from season two and Valentine's presence. Again in caps locks
2: yes (laughs) um agree agree although you know in episode 8 apparently she is kind of okay with valentine's presence because you know she has that heartwarming little moment where you know she and elizabeth have their moment of uh if not reconciliation at least the laying down of arms and uh Demelza, you know, leans down and basically wishes, you know, her husband's bastard child.
0: Merry Christmas, October. So but Merry Christmas.
1: Another anonymous sent a message saying, "Thank heavens, Debbie Horsefield show, showed Ross having visions of Demelza as he walked towards the duel with Adelaide. If she'd shown him having visions of Elizabeth, I would have puked." Oh. Well, thank
2: God. <laughs> Honey, I would have done more than puked. I I would have I would have broken my television. Um, and finally, our our last comment <clears throat> was uh, another anonymous. Uh, what do you think George meant when he said to Ross, "See what we have brought her to"? I'm sure now that Valentine uh, he's sure now that Valentine is his because of Ursula's early arrival. But I'm not sure what he meant. Are we sure that he is sure that Valentine is Of course is he's not sure. No, he's not going to be sure. He just sure. said
0: that because she was dying. No. Um, as for that line, I kind of think it's some kind of bullshit self-awareness thing where he's like, oh, we've destroyed her by using her in our games. But I don't think George is that self-aware, so I don't really buy it as any kind of dialogue.
2: Um, Totally agree. Totally agree, and there are things that that they wind up saying in you know these moments of of fraught emotion that kind of make no sense to me, and this is one of them. It is a kind of a sloppy attempt at trying to tie up loose ends um, around her death.
0: I feel like they just wanted to make her into some kind of a martyr here. Like, oh, these men have killed her when, mm-hmm. like, she took the poison herself, okay? You can't make this square peg fit in this round hole.
2: You know, and, and she is the one, you know, that we do see uh, in that scene where she is sitting at her table, or, you know, at her dressing table, and she's got the bottle in her hand, and she, you know, says, yes his happiness and she's referring to Valentine because she just had this big blow up with um, George where she asks, you know, whether or not, um, you know, their son's happiness is assured. And George of course is, you know, doing a really great impression of Ross not saying anything. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, you know, the next scene is we see her at her dressing table holding the bottle and, you know, making the decision. Yes. And, you know, this is for his happiness. Her son's happiness is the reason why she is she is going to uh, take this risk.
0: Anyway, Elizabeth dumb. She make bad decision. Bad Elizabeth.
2: <laughs> uh, and that's it for our comments. So thank you all very much for for sending in your thoughts about uh, the these two episodes. And uh, for those of you that have sent us your thoughts about the the series over the course of the last uh, several shows, we really appreciate it.
0: And now it's time for everyone's favorite theme tune.
3: Poldock News! Poldock News!
0: The only news we really have is that Eleanor is on the current cover of Town and Country, looking completely gorgeous, wearing ball gowns and galloping about on a horse with her beautiful doggy Bert. Oh, so cute! Uh, The photos look incredible, (laughs) and the interview is a good read, so go pick up a copy if you can. She talked a bit about how playing Demelza has really shaped her. She said... I see it as a privilege to be a part of Poldark. I feel extremely lucky to be working and it has opened up so many doors for me. Without sounding too corny, it's taught me about the kind of actress I want to be and playing Demelza has shown me how to be fearless and follow my heart. So, oh, isn't that nice?
2: Oh, that's lovely. Um, I know that they um, went back to Cornwall and uh, were doing some filming, but I think that they have finally wrapped on Um, all of the filming that they're going to do in Cornwall for uh, this series of Poldark for series five. So it's kind of sad and uh, a little melancholy, even though, you know, I, we have been roasting the show really hard. Um, You know, we've, we have, we have not held back on our opinions about uh, the the show and, and kind of what, has wound up happening as a result of the, the translation to uh, the American audience. Uh, but we wouldn't be here if we didn't freaking love this series. Um, and the fact that they've filmed the last scenes that they're going to film for this series in Cornwall is really kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, but you know, having been there a couple times now, um and, you know, seen seen so many of the the filming locations, um kind of a lot of the filming locations, um it's it's kind of sad to know that they're not going to be walking around on uh, St. Agnes Head and um they're not going to be on uh Holywell Beach and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm just missing Cornwall.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, uh by the way, 2019, if any of you folks out there are interested in experiencing Cornwall um at its best uh with uh someone who is a an absolute standard bearer when it comes to Um, knowledge about the the series both the the books and the film um i do believe that miss karen is booking 2019 (laughs) for poldark uh, poldark's cornwall um and believe me i i I am thinking (laughs) about it (laughs) i i must be out of my freaking mind but no you're not um, (laughs) I, I am I am thinking about it. I do think I'm gonna need to win a lotto first though. We'll get cracking on out, that. But. And I think this time if I yeah, I think this time if I do go, um I think I'm gonna <laughs> take my husband. So that Ooh, so that he can experience that's so it. As
0: sweet. Well. It's a very romantic place though.
2: So. Yes. Anyhow, well, that's it for all of us on series four. Um, we'll be back soon with more commentary tracks of the 70s version of the show. You know, for those of you that um, missed our first series or the coverage of our first season, uh, be sure to head over to SoundCloud. And uh, we've got the 70s playlist ready and waiting for you. As always, uh, feel free to email us at holdarkfancast at gmail.com new email alert. Again, uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poldark Fancast. But by far, the easiest option is to go to our Tumblr page and go to the Ask box uh, to send us a note. Uh, please, uh, if you do have an opportunity to do this, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, those iTunes reviews are really, really critical uh, for us to get, uh, more exposure, uh, on the, in the pod universe. So, uh, we need those five stars. Uh, so until, until next time, um, take care and, oh, and, and for those of you in the States, have a (laughs) great Thanksgiving. Um. It's it's it, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's turkey time this week days. so have a wonderful Thanksgiving and stay safe on Black Friday and uh we'll see you later Bye-bye. bye bye bye
3: The way you look You capture me Unlike no other From the first hello Yeah, that's all it took And suddenly We had each other And I won't leave you Always be true One plus one Two for life Over and over again Don't ever think I need more, I've got the one to live for, no one else will do, and I'm telling you, just put your heart in my hands, I promise it won't get broken, we'll never forget this moment, yeah we'll stay brand new, cause I love you. From the heat of night to the break of day I'll keep you safe and hold you forever And the sparks will fly, whenever will never fade. Cause every day gets better and better And I won't leave you Always be true One plus one, two fly. Don't ever think I need more I've got the one to live for No one else will do Yeah, I'm telling you Just put your heart in my hands I promise it won't get broken We'll never forget this moment Yeah, we'll stay brand new Cause I love you time, When I'm without you, you're stuck on my mind. Be all you need till the day that I die. I'll love you over and over again. So don't ever think I need more. I've got the one to live for. No one else will do. Yeah, I'm telling you. Just put your heart in We'll never forget this moment Yeah, we'll stay brand new Cause I love you